Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Harrison is a young music producer based in his hometown of Toronto, Ontario. Now in his early 20s, Harrison first turned heads when he began uploading sample-based songs to SoundCloud while he was just in his teens. He has evolved into one of Toronto's most prolific producers, crafting his own original electronic hip-hop R&B and pop sound that has won him legions of fans and peers. In 2016, Last Gang released his debut LP, Checkpoint Titanium, which Harrison continues to tour behind when now working hard on a new follow-up. I was invited into his Toronto home recently, where we discussed his hometown and musical awakenings, his love for Netflix and video games, why he doesn't sing or rap over his own music, his special guest vocalists and whom he'd love to work with in the future, and much more. Sponsored by Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, Planet Bean Coffee, and Granddad's Donuts, this is Harrison on the 338th episode of Creative Control with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Harrison, thanks for having me in your home. No problem. Thanks for coming. It's lovely. This place is awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, it is really awesome. But I got I got to move soon. You have to move. Sure, I'm sure. Well, I'm just trying to. I feel I feel bad. You know, it's not. This is my parents' house. You live at you live at your parents' house. Yeah, we're in like the east end of Toronto. Yeah, and you feel bad yeah. that you live at your parents' house. Well, I mean, like, 
I don't feel bad. I just like I, I'm finally like making enough. Money. I don't have to be here. I don't want to milk the, the that. You know what I well, mean? Well, you should be saving your money. I should be. I should be. And Toronto's. I don't. <laughs> Toronto's so expensive. Oh, we're we're but, we're at the front end of your house. Like we're on the second floor, and outside of your window, beautiful green space, a park. Yeah, it's yeah, it's good for it's my dog. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah but that's right. Your dog, is, yeah. <laughs> your dog loves the. I would never leave here if I were you. You're what? You're going to be 22 this I'm, summer? I just turned 22. You just turned 22. Last week. Last, oh, happy birthday. Oh, no, last month. Sorry, 26. I'm sorry. 26th of June. Oh, happy birthday. Thanks. Dude. Yeah. How, how was your birthday? <laughs> it was good. I just watched House of Cards, my girlfriend. Oh, the, the, the TV show. Yeah, the Netflix one. The latest like, season? I, no, because I, I just started it. Oh, you just started it? Yeah. Oh, my wife and I just finished the latest season. Oh, nice. Like around the time... Of your birthday, I think we finished the latest season, and man, that is a tough show. I just, I, I've never seen, I never saw it. I was, it was one of those things. It's one of those things. I'm so extra when it comes to that. Like, I, I won't watch Game of Thrones until it's like done. I like watching shows so I can binge watch and then not have to wait for another season because then I'll, I'll, I'll mess up and forgot that I, I watched a show or something. Right. Like um, a lot. That's what Netflix. A lot of Netflix shows are like that. They have all these new Netflix originals. Then I watch a season, and I'm like, that was amazing, but then there's so much else to watch. But I want to binge watch the... Yeah, you want to have the option to watch the whole thing exactly. and feel like uh, you're not going to be left hanging. Exactly. I don't want to... Thank you. I don't want to be left hanging. That's a thing that's... Uh, do you think it's healthy, binge watching? Like, that's a new... That's a relatively new phenomenon. Definitely not. It's definitely not healthy at all. I used to... When I was younger, and I used to watch Dragon Ball Z. It was like every night... I was left because it was it was pretty much every night. What was that show? I don't know. What is Dragon that? Ball Z? You know Dragon Ball Z? I don't think so. What is that? It's an anime, but it was a very, um, it was a very like popular anime everywhere. But in North America, it was like kids. That was like that was like the first anime show I was introduced to. So wait a minute, how old were you when you watched Dragon Ball Z? Like twelve. Twelve, and you just turned. What'd you say? Twenty two. Yeah. So uh, when you were twelve. I was 29. <laughs> so there's a chance that we might have a generation gap as this conversation. You're like, you haven't seen Dragon Ball Z. I didn't even know what that was. So that's that's the kind of conversation we're going to have is just trying to find a meeting ground, you know, you know, common ground. We can I talk about music, then. No, we, we don't have to just talk about music. I, I This Dragon Ball Z. So is this a show you would recommend I watch or is it? I don't know if you're into that. If you're into like anime? action anime. Yeah, I, I kind of am. But Maybe not, we should start with something. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I mean, if I was, <laughs> I would have seen Dragon Ball Z. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, obviously, I'm not because I haven't seen a show that you were like, "What? You haven't seen the most popular version of the thing?" What about uh, yeah, those new animes that came out that you might like? Because uh, Dragon Ball Z is it's it's it, I watched when I was twelve, and it was for people around that age. Uh huh. You know, around oh, for twelve, 12 years. to like fourteen. Well, you know, whatever. I got kids, yeah. So they watch stuff. My son, in particular, he's only five, but he watches stuff. And so then I watch the new cartoons with him nice. just to make sure they're okay. There's some, there's, there's some of the cartoons that do a good job of having jokes in there for like parents. That's exactly right. Yeah. I've been, I talk, I've talked about this on the show a bunch of times. I'm actively, uh, I kind of shelved it. I need to get back to it. I was working on a documentary about this. Word. Okay. About how there's lots of kids programming that is geared towards, or yeah. not geared towards parents, but at least 
keeps parents in mind. Yeah, totally. It's like they're gonna be watching it with the with their kids. Yeah, they, they want to laugh at it or something. Yeah, exactly. If they enjoy it. They'll recommend it to other parents. So be like, well, you there can be a lot of tedious kids programming. Yeah. Like, did you sure. watch Dragon Ball Z with your with your parents? Or no, with no. Like, it was like me and my brother. Okay. I think actually my dad. My dad. My dad's almost sixty. He still watches anime. He, he still watches it. Yeah, anime. he loves it. I must be missing it. out. I've seen. I've seen it. Like I don't. I'm not like totally oblivious. But there's just certain aspects, parts of things that I just didn't. I didn't get into. You know. <laughs> well, what about what? Not non anime related. What about what sort of? Sh- you said you like House of Cards. What, I did, what's another show that you like? Uh, like all time favorite just, show? Just any show? Any show? Well, you mentioned Game of Thrones. So Game my, of Thrones. We. Uh, I just ordered HBO for the summer, basically, oh, so cool. that I can watch. Well, I, I had to renegotiate my. I still have cable. Do you have cable? I don't think so. Yeah. I haven't been on, no. You don't have a regular so. TV? No, we just use Netflix. Netflix, yeah. yeah. So we still, I don't know why, we have a package. So oh, we have word, like the internet and the phone. No, it's, it's another company. Oh, word. And uh, <laughs> I don't want to plug the company yeah, on my I'm show. Sure. So I have another company's cabbage that I renegotiated it. Uh, did I say cabbage? I meant to say package. <laughs> anyway, I have this other thing and uh, I got HBO so we Wait. can watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, HBO, man. Yeah. So HBO, it's kind of fun. It's well, a bit, I watched fine. the Defiant ones. Have you seen that documentary? No, no, no. Do you know about it? No. It's really? the documentary about Dr. Dre and Jimmy Ivey. Oh, word. Okay, yeah, sorry. Everyone's been I, talking about, about it. That, yeah. yeah, It just came out like a couple weeks ago. Or something. I love music documentaries. I there's watched a lot of documentaries called... now. Yeah, there's a lot. Like a lot. people love documentaries. I know, but it's really interesting as, uh, as we live in an age where people don't trust facts and information. Yeah. That we're... It's impossible not to live your life without being confronted with a new documentary. <laughs> exactly. And then people all talk about the documentary for a while. But the best part about the funniest part about documentaries, in my opinion, is like half the time there's such an extreme take on their side, right? You know what I mean? Sure. Like yeah. a lot a lot of the time there is, right? So I just like seeing documentaries and being like, Don't eat meat. Or and then seeing a documentary being like, you need meat in your body. You like to watch both documentaries. Yeah, I want to see both sides and right. see what's going on. It's, it's a lot of effort. Because they put a lot of work into them. Right. So they do a lot of research to make a, you know, there's a lot of money that goes in that too. So. You know, we talked about binge watching and the culture now. I mean, and, and we've talked about the fact that you and I have a bit of a generation gap, age gap. Uh, so, I mean, you got into the public sphere because the internet lets you post your songs online yeah that was it easy easy peasy with soundcloud you used to be a soundcloud guy you hear soundcloud's having trouble now so yeah it is apparently i think it's fine now but they said they were gonna shut down i don't know i i owe owe a lot to soundcloud yeah you do i owe a lot what's your relationship with soundcloud uh when i was mm, i think i posted my first song on soundcloud when i was 16 16 years old so you, you you set up a soundcloud account and you just post a song and what happens what happens people, to your song? It just it sits there until people see it. No, no, but I mean that's what no, that's what most people do. What happened to you? What? Why? When you say you owe SoundCloud a lot, what happened? Oh well, because I got noticed on SoundCloud, traffic st- went through my SoundCloud. Right, and that was just like the only platform that traffic was really going through. So to to get my, I didn't put my music on YouTube really or any of that stuff, and. um and you were doing got a record was it your it. was it your music or were you doing other people's I was just posting my music on You were posting your own songs just like okay. I, I, and like at that when I was that age and like I started to learn how to make music around that time I just started posting music like every week sometimes I'd post it like 3 days in a row right. cuz I was making so much music I can't make music that this that at that same pace anymore You're 16 years old when I was when you 16, first started yeah, posting Yeah yeah and that's and all were, I wanted to do was make You music. were 
prolific, a prolific sixteen-year-old. Yeah, I was just constantly through. posting. And I was sampling a lot too, so it was easier. you were sampling yeah. more, more. That's so what it's I just like yeah. making beats and stuff. So I'd have so much music on. Like I went back and looked at my stats, and like it, it's like you have this many plays, and they'll show the deleted tracks. You have all this, these plays from deleted tracks. What does that mean? Like it would show all my overall plays mm-hmm. on SoundCloud, but it also showed songs that have been deleted off my SoundCloud from when I was younger. That you deleted? Yeah, because oh, I, I, I didn't leave them all up. Oh, I see. Because you're like, some of them, I don't really feel yeah, them anymore. Yeah, because there's so much, and like it was just, they didn't need to be there. Some of them were just sort of half-assed. Right. Um, yeah, and I had like, I've deleted like a hundred things. A hundred? <laughs> yeah, I used to put up like a lot of music. Huh. Yeah. So maybe the binge-watching thing is connected somehow to that. Yeah. Maybe you just <laughs> yeah. think that, because your <laughs> cultural experience is just like, being inundated with a lot of stuff all yeah. the time and you're kind of like you've chosen to process it as a creator you felt like people should be binge listening yeah, to your stuff back in the day at least what back happened why would change your mind uh because i'd rather not do I, well i just mean because that's not it's not good it the, <laughs> listening to music that way made me like music less for a period of time did you used to listen that way? Like, if you followed, did just you, flying through music, you would yeah. follow people on SoundCloud and other, th- mostly SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, SoundCloud. Yeah. And like, but I just, I'd listen to so much music because there's so much music on SoundCloud. I'm like, and, and it just like started to piss me off because I'm like, I, the, I, out of like every a hundred tracks, I'd find something I like sort of like, and I'm like, what the hell? Like this, this isn't how I should be listening to music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I like trying to sit down and listen to it but look for songs you really like that's weird because you the same by the same token you feel like you should be watching you like to binge watch shows it's almost the same thing different uh cultural expression yeah but i mean different production value different senses i guess true you gotta watch and listen and engage but you prefer you say to be inundated with content when it comes to tv stuff and yes, shows but as a music fan and a music uh, creator You've de- you've determined it's not healthy. What's the difference between the two things? What's- Maybe if I was in the film industry, yeah, I would be. It would be vice versa. Would it be? I think so because I make it. I know it goes into. I don't know all the things that go into making film. So that's why I can watch. Like, sorry about that. No, that's okay. I can watch like Brooklyn. Have you seen Brooklyn Nine Nine? Of course. Okay, the, show, like the TV show. We, yeah, we found yeah. A, we found Sorry, I don't mean to say of course. <laughs> I, obviously, I hadn't watched all your anime stuff, so who knows. <laughs> Who knows about me? Who knows what I've seen? But, but yeah. I can see Brooklyn Nine Nine, and like I don't know what goes into making that show. All I know is this show's hilarious. Right. I'm gonna watch this every night before I go to bed, uh, which I've been doing lately because <laughs> I'm like, fuck, this show's hilarious. It's so good. That, sorry for swearing. It's no, so you good can to, swear. It's fine. It's so good to fall like fall asleep to, or like you know, laugh at before I go to bed. But yeah, again, I don't know what goes. I don't know what goes into the, making that. I see. So the fact that you aren't familiar with the creative process makes it seem more foreign yeah and more interesting yes fully yeah fully that's that's it you you hear a song and you're like you know exactly what that person was probably thinking exactly well that's a thing it's like when when i read something today just i think it was just a tweet that someone said i had more fun when i didn't know what i was doing i had more fun making music when i didn't know what i was doing i was like oh shit like that's a sad reality. Whose tweet was that? Do you remember? I don't remember. No. no. Okay. No. But uh, you can relate to that, huh? It's like, yeah, it's like knowing what's in the soup or whatever. I don't know what the expression is, but it's like, yeah, you just know, 
when you know too much, uh, it spoils it. Yeah. It, de- it uh, humanizes it and deromanticizes it. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, but, but that's not like... It's true, I can relate to that, but at the same time, there's pros and cons because I'm excited to like know what I'm doing as well. Yeah. To like, and sometimes it's extremely helpful. But there, there's like a magic and like happy mistakes and figuring out things as you go when yeah. you first start making music. Yeah. So you you talked you you mentioned that uh, you were 16 when you started posting uh, your songs online. Can you talk a little bit about how you got into making music and like did yeah, you learn sure. from uh, YouTube from, and stuff? Yeah, a lot of it was YouTube, but that was like sort of later and it sounds like i'm farting when it's a chair no it's fine <laughs> i was gonna say something but maybe you should go to a doc maybe your chair should go to the doctor exactly it's a it's nice chair you know this is a birthday present like two years ago that chair is like a, a family birthday? friend yeah he's like, I got this looks chair, like a right? it's a for those who uh, obviously no one can see this but it's like a yeah no it's like it looks like a comfy chair it's like an it's old a, uh it has an old-fashioned vibe to it. it's a high back <laughs> Uh, what would you? How would you describe this fabric? Uh, I don't know, salt and pepper, like gray. It sort of looks like nineties, maybe like. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a. It looks like. 90s? Yeah, exactly. It looks like a something a, a psychiatrist in the nineties on a sitcom would have. Yeah, it looks like a Seinfeld chair, sort of. A Seinfeld chair. Not in his house, but at like if Seinfeld or George visited a psychiatrist, yes. they'd be in this chair. Yes, or I was thinking of Growing Pains, the show Growing Pains, I which seen Growing Pains. well, Alan Thicke, uh, who just passed away last year. Uh, Canadian actor and and musician. Oh, yeah. He uh, was the 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 dad on the show Growing Pains with Kirk Cameron and uh, Tracy Gold and uh, I know to, uh, what who was the who was the woman I can't think of oh Joanna Kearns wow I know a lot about Growing Pains <laughs> and uh, anyway he played a he played a, a psychiatrist who worked from home oh word yeah he had a little home office maybe this is the chair there's a weird thing with the sitcoms. Where Bill Cosby, you know, we can't really talk about Bill Cosby yeah. anymore because he turns out he's a terrible, terrible guy. <laughs> but he uh, was a—he was an OBGYN from his home. His office was in his house, <laughs> and then Jason Seaver on Growing Pains office in his house. It's just like it's a weird thing. Like all these sort of '80s and '90s shows, '80s primarily, <laughs> everyone would just work from home. <laughs> All these doctors work from home. It didn't make <laughs> the any last sense. Place I think anyone would work from home. And if you're 80s. a doctor, like, and you're, <laughs> I just didn't understand why you'd want. It kind of makes sense, but uh, I also thought it was, in retrospect, it's weird. I mean, obviously it was like a set design thing or something. <laughs> but what are all these? Who? What OBGYN does it from his house? That make any sense? Man, Bill Cosby's a shady dude. <laughs> Having these people come to his house. Anyway, uh, sorry, we uh, I digressed a little bit. You were talking about uh, music making yeah. and learning uh, online. Is yeah, that- well, I learned from my friend Seamus was making dubstep when we were really young. Like, that was the first thing he started making because he was in a band. He's still in a band. What's the band? It was a math rock band called Shipley Hollow. They're not together anymore, but he does his own thing now. Uh, well, he's always been doing his He's own on thing. your new, the latest record. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. Because he's honestly... Seamus is one of the best musicians I know, but like just doesn't can't record music because he doesn't have a computer. Oh, yeah, so he does all this analog stuff, but can't record it into a computer. Well, okay, what does he play? He uh, piano, drums, bass, everything. So he records it 
in analog. Like he does record yeah, he it. He does it like through looping pedals, but he can't really record it in right now. Oh, yeah. But when when before, sorry, I'm flying all over the place. When no, we were, no, it's when fine. When we were 16, we, he had a a PC laptop, and uh, we learned on something called Reason. And he was, yeah, he was making dubstep, and he showed me how to use Reason. Yeah, this program that was a nightmare. Um, <laughs> I hated it. Was it but free? Like a it. free software? Or something? It was free if you figured out how to get it. Get it, it right? Free. Sure. <laughs> but it was. It was. What was it? The equivalent to now? Like it was uh, like a well, really. It, people still use Reason, actually. Okay. Um, Low end audacity, like a audacity, audacity like, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just a dot. You know, a dot like audacity, but yeah. just way more than audacity. Yeah. Audacity's free, right? Right. So like with it being free. There's not going to be a lot that comes with it. Yeah, sure. So I use Ableton now, but yeah, mm-hmm. I started on Reason. Okay. Um, and you just learned on your own? Yeah, I learned. He taught me a lot. He taught me a lot how to use the software. And then I just, if there's something I wanted to know, I just YouTube it. You know, it's weird. We were just talking about uh, Dr. Cliff Huxtable and Jason Siever. You also work from your home. Yeah. In one of these chairs. Exactly. So <laughs> maybe if you work from home, you have to have one of these chairs. Exactly. I think it might be the chair. It could be the chair. Because... Uh, I I I work from home more than I used to since I got the chair. Huh. <laughs> huh. Okay. So it's pretty soon you're going to have customers. You must have customers, clients, so to speak, <laughs> coming into your home office, right? A lot of people do. Come yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So and is this the space we're in we're in your home? Is this where you were born and like were you raised in this home? No, no. I was raised lower in the beaches. Okay, actually. okay. So all that stuff happened in a different place. No, no. Um like the learning, I mean. No, the learning actually did happen around here. Around like, here. I, I, when, I, when we were doing that, I was basically staying with Shameless. Oh. Because I was in high school, and it was very convenient to get to my high school from where he lived. So I'd just like, basically sleep at his house like all during the week. And just the streetcar was right outside of his door. Oh, Literally, I see. Literally, he lived on Queen, on top of a bar. So I just would take it. Okay, so you would stay there. Mm-hmm. And do a lot of this work there. So mm-hmm. you two are true collaborators. Yeah, no, he's my best friend. He's your best, best friend. Best friend, and we make a lot of music. And like, because he lives in Hamilton now. Oh, okay. He just moved to Hamilton. Wait, what's his last here. name? Hamilton. This is confusing. Is it? <laughs> Seamus Hamilton lives in Hamilton. Yeah, Seamus Hamilton lives in Hamilton. That is yeah, amazing. They bought a they bought a house. Because people can afford houses in Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton's nice. I have a, a donut sponsorship in uh, based in Hamilton now. What? Have you been to Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton? I'll I give think, him a plug I think right he's now. Straight up down the street from this donut. Has place. he been to yeah, Granddad's? We went to. The, I've been to his house one time. Did you have a walnut crunch? No. Or, <laughs> orange twist? What'd you have? I'm just curious about the. I think I actually got an apple fritter. Dude. Oh, those are good. Yeah, they're it's good fire. there. We got they're, a bunch, but I was like just. I wasn't paying attention. They were good donuts. I love that place. But I wasn't paying I love attention. it so much I got them to sponsor my show. They give me free donuts. That's now. fire. It's great. It's a fire. Where the hell are the donuts? I go? didn't bring them. With, <laughs> I didn't stop in Hamilton on my way to your house. But that's amazing. So Seamus <laughs> Hamilton lives in Hamilton near the Granddad's Donuts. Yeah. Find 574 King Street North, I believe. No, nice. James Street North. <laughs> I hope I have any. I have it written down somewhere. Anyway, fine donut establishment. And uh, so uh, he's in Hamilton, and you guys came up together, basically. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Fr- friggin', yeah, Seamus. But, like, he had so... That's the thing. He didn't have a lot of time to, like, focus on his... It's, he's finally focusing on his solo stuff because he has time. He was in this math rock band, I swear to God. These guys played, like, three times a week. Oh. 
I, I'm definitely over exaggerating, but Shipley Hollow. Yeah. Hollow. Yeah. Huh. I have a bit of a math. Well, you're younger than me, but I have a math rocky background. And nice. I, I just don't know that band. Word, dude. You got. I, I, I want to show them to you. Okay. Well, they're old stuff at least. Yeah. I think they're sick. Right. So you, but you didn't. You did not get into the math rock, did you? No, I couldn't play instruments. You couldn't. You know, when I started, like, dude, I, I started like. When I was making music, I was just sampling everything. So I was making edits. You were editing. Yeah. So I focused a lot on drums and stuff. Like I got into funk and all that. And then I started like practicing the piano again when I was like 18. Okay. So like two years after I started. So before we get back, I want to, let's bookmark this or something. I don't know. That's not <laughs> how people talk in real life. Why did you get into music? Like what got, what compelled you to actually be interested in music? Uh, it was a lot of things, but like... I think at that time it was just like I was having like a shitty time in high school, like just regular boring high school stuff. Angst. Angst. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. It was just angst. We all have angst in high school. Fucking angst. Dude. You didn't know what you were doing. Yeah, I was like, yeah, but well, like I, it wasn't like I was having a crisis when it came to like, what am I gonna do? I, I thought I was just gonna skateboard and chill. I never like cared about that. But I think there was like it was sort of kickstarted by spite. Probably, <laughs> and uh, the just... network spiked. No, like literal spite. Oh, out of spite. Oh, spite. Yeah, I think it's spiked. Spite. What were you? What were you? Uh... I was just like, there's so many like really good bands. Oh, around in like other high schools and stuff, and I'm like, these people are all like so cool, and I'm like, fuck. At the time, I was like, okay, what the hell? I can make music and release it, too. <laughs> they were making records or music and Yeah, there was like bands and shit. And like, I don't know. Um, what actually happened was uh, pretty much I was in a relationship. And then I wasn't in a relationship. And I saw this person was dating someone who was in a band. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. f- and like I, th- I was like, I was such a shitty like shit bag back then because i just like couldn't get over this person for the longest time because it's like your first you know my, my first like real long term relationship sure i've been there i've had that yeah yeah i really fucking wish i could have dealt with it in, in a better way well yeah what happened you want to prove them wrong did they end the relationship the person yeah yeah they did and but so like, yeah that's bad you want to prove them wrong but like it wasn't like of course it wasn't fully fueled by this yeah i sure. mean that, that was like definitely like a little piece of it and like I, I do, like, you know, pay some favor to that. Sure, <laughs> sure. But uh, and yeah, and just like hearing so much good like instrumental music, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start now. And Seamus, just the timing was good because so, it was a very good distraction, right? Right. Yeah, because you were having trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the instrumental music you heard? Who was it by? A uh, guy named Nujabes. Because I this is from an anime. Another re- big reason, because there's like several reasons, dude, why I started making music, but... Yeah, yeah, this is what I want to get at. Most yeah. inspirational was like, the first anime I heard was, I mean, first anime soundtrack that like really got it was a guy named Nujabes. He's like a hip-hop instrumentalist mm-hmm. that died. Uh, and I was just blown away by how good, like, it was just like jazzy hip-hop. Um, that was a big one. And that's when I started making like hip hop beats. You started, started making hip hop beats. Yeah, yeah. For people to no, no, just rap over, just for yourself. Because okay. like I was introduced to like, I didn't hear Dilla till like later. I see. <laughs> yeah, okay. So yeah. Yeah. I was like introduced to like instrumentals 
I'm like, well, you can just listen to music as instrumentals. Like, this is interesting. Yeah. Did you um, feel like you had things you wanted to say in some way? Like, uh, I mean, actual words? Oh, like rap or Ideas or, or sing? sing? Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Every day. I still want to, but I can't. Which which one? Uh, rap. Well, sing mostly because I couldn't rap. Um, I don't think I can rap. That's something I like. No, I just will not. Have do. you ever tried rapping? Yeah. Do you yeah. write some... Did you write some stuff down and try to rap it? Yeah, it was hilarious. I just like I just I'm like that's not gonna be my field. I'd rather sing, but I can't. Did you find when you would try to rap that you you kind of uh, turned into like a tough guy? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Why do I? It's like, weird, right? <laughs> when you attack rapping for the first time or attempt it, you can't help but make yourself sound tough. <laughs> You could be rapping about anything, but there's just something about attacking it for the first time. I don't know who you listen to. Do you like you? Do you like hip hop music? Yeah, I like. You hip-hop love hip hop music. music. So, did you have hip hop MCs that you liked growing up or now even? Just like what my friends would listen to. Okay, anything. Just what my friends would listen to because like we, we everyone liked hip hop. Sure. Before like it became about like um, sort of the more rock star trap stuff because that's still yeah. new, that's still new for me right and a lot of my friends like but like mcs there were were there we we like stuff like a tribe called quest right and sure like yeah a tribe called quest me too every, yeah all, like, huge for me all the old school hip-hop but right. there was something about whenever i've tried to rap in public or or uh, uh, god forbid write my own raps and try to recite them in public i noticed and and someone pointed out to me too it's hard not to sound like a wannabe tough guy. Yeah, that's what happens. You transform, man. It's odd because I've also sung and I didn't, I don't think I appropriated a, a persona. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, depending on the style of the yeah. song, you might sing a certain way yeah. or try to sing to the tune. But I mean, I feel like you had, you would have a nice singing voice. Oh, that's kind of you to say. My kids uh, sometimes agree. My daughters, uh, if I ever start singing, just because I sing to myself all the time when yeah. I'm doing the dishes or making breakfast for them, my my daughter who's two will say, "Papa, stop it, <laughs> stop it, Papa. I want to watch my yucky show." She watches these crappy things on. <laughs> my wife taught her how to use an iPad, and she watches like these weird. They're like, they're made up infomercials, like fake infomercials, <laughs> like for the toys related to the cartoon. So she'll watch like a Paw Patrol, like someone in their house. In a chair much like yours, probably, just makes a fake scene with the Paw Patrol toys, <laughs> and my my we used to call it the, my my wife would say, "Don't watch that; it's a yucky show." <laughs> now every morning, my daughter will say, "I want to watch yucky shows." Yucky show. So she just stares at the thing, and I, every time I want to stop it, but it's hard. She's very stubborn. <laughs> anyway, I don't know where we've where the, we went awry. Oh, rapping. Yeah. You tried rapping, could wasn't for you, but wasn't for me. singing. Singing for like it's like. It's just so specific, right? Because I have such, my voice is so low. I have such a small range as well. I swear to God, I'm tone. It's fine. I'm a producer. I'm fucking tone deaf. Are you sure? Probably. <laughs> I'm not sure. But you might not be tone deaf. I don't, I don't actually think I am. You're not I'm just deaf. joking. Around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, it, it can be. Have you sung in public? Like on oh, stage? Oh hell no. You wouldn't oh, do it. No. You tried here no. in your home. I've tried here. I tried today before you got here. It's just it, not working for me, dude. I, I, I sing in a, this this thing, I, I sing in a talking voice. I haven't found, like, my singing voice. Well, maybe that's your voice. <laughs> no, like, maybe your singing voice is a talking voice. Uh, but it doesn't sound good. You like, don't it like it. Yeah, it doesn't sound Cause good. Because you've got a bunch of guest singers on your latest record. Yeah. 
And you, who is it? You got uh, you got Ali. Ali, you got Young Gov. Uh, Claremont sort of sings. He's rapping. Yeah, Claremont is that a free? Is that it's not a freestyle? It's it just seems very free. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't even know what they did, right? Because you just gave them the tracks, and they kind of all the singers. Do they come up with their own lyrics and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't have any input in that. No, no, I just trust them. They're all, they're all my friends. So the content has nothing to do with anything you like when you. Well, with Claremont, I, I was actually going through another breakup when I wrote the when sorry when. I made the instrumental for It's Okay, I Promise, the song I did with Claremont. Um, and I told him about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going through a shitty time, shitty breakup. Oh. So but he you... actually wrote, but he wrote about relationships as well. Yeah, he did. So that one was, that one was related. Um, yeah. But okay. Vertigo and So Far From Home, that was just them writing about the, Ali wanted to try something poppy and Young Gov is just Young Gov. Young Gov is Young Gov. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Claremont, did you? Because the song that Claremont does is about conflict. Yeah. His conflicted feelings towards. I mean, that's my reading of it. Yeah. Conflicted feelings towards the the person that uh, he's dealing with. Is that anything you conveyed to him? Is that how you were feeling? Yeah, pretty much. I was like, huh? So he took your story and turned it into a thing. Yeah, that's- and he actually well, because like, I sent him the instrumental called it's okay i promise forgetting to name it rename it to like instrumental for claremont oh um and he actually wrote a song with the title oh so he didn't na- rename it which is pretty funny what so he didn't know the name but he what no it? no he he <laughs> i gave him the instrumental with like in t- the tech like the the wave file yeah that, or the mp3 because i don't know what a wave is is, uh, well, it's a, it's a it's a better version of an MP3. It's a better version of an MP3. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I tried to tell someone what a wave was. I was like, oh, just send me a wave file. They and didn't know what a wave file was. Wave file was really? Yeah. Huh. Well, that's that's weird. They probably <laughs> probably didn't know much about anime either. <laughs> anyway, so so you send him the file and it's named what? It, it was named. It's okay. I promise. Oh. And he like wrote. I think he yeah he just wrote a, the song around the name. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. It's pretty genius. Yeah. So, but you appear vocally at various occasions, uh, various times on the record. Do you? No, 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 not at all. No, that's not you saying what's up in the what's that song called? Right uh, hook. Yeah, no, that's, that's not, not me. you. Okay, that's I just me. I thought that might be you. I thought that would be funny if that was your only vocal. <laughs> is you just been like, what's up? Uh, well, that's a hard thing when you uh, are you a lyric writer? Are you a songwriter? I, I like writing some lyrics, yeah, because I want to I want to write for like pop and stuff. To give to other people. Right. And then be responsible for a pop song, but not have to take any of the flack if it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you didn't write any lyrics for this No, this no, not this, okay. one. So not you, this one. Because uh, they were my friends. I, I feel like going into, like, uh, that's something I'd tell people prior. Be like, yo, sing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the, the, like, everyone was like, we are just friends chilling. It, it wasn't that serious. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's an interesting. Like, so, you, you do you consider yourself more of a music producer than anything else? I mean, what's the yeah, dis- totally, yeah, totally. I just like I've been using the word instrumentalist like very wrongly because <laughs> I when I thought instrumentalist, I thought it was someone who makes instrumentals. Oh no, <laughs> no. no, it's just anyone who can play an instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so. Yeah, when I think music producer, I'd say music producer. So you make you make your and and so you've switched. You you started out doing kind of sample based stuff. Do you do that anymore? Uh, yeah. Sometimes, you're still yeah. you're doing sample. I do, well, I but 
like I was doing edits before. Like I'll just sample stuff, but I like I actually play the p- piano. You're so. playing stuff. Yeah, yeah, like it's like Checkpoint Titanium wasn't sampled. No, that's oh, right. Yeah, that's yeah. it was a distinction. I think yeah. a lot of people noticed that. It was good. I, I'm, I'm glad that I, it's good that people noticed it was a sample. Um, but yeah, I still like. I love sampling. So right. I've been sampling lately from like sample libraries from the '80s. Oh, okay. So I can not have to fucking go around. It's free. It's it's not free, but it's just like it's you done? Can, that you can contact them. Oh, okay. And be like, I'm gonna use this, and they're like, half of them are like Creative Commons, ones, right? Because okay. they were for old media, right? From the '80s. That so they're old records. I, I, there's one hung up the wall, Bruton Music, yeah, Bruton Music, yeah, it's like a big sample library. Oh, okay. They have like a hundred, hundred, I think hundreds of those types of records. Okay. So those are like specifically, if you wanted like, I think they have some that are Foley, but there's just background music for old shows. Wow. Like okay. So you can just on. grab that stuff yeah. and build a new song around it. Yeah. Kind of exactly. Thing. Okay. I so, use it for inspiration at least. We've talked about a few of the people that are on Checkpoint Titanium. Um, does this is it important for you as a producer, as an artist, to reflect your community in Toronto? Yeah, totally, totally. That's that's, a big, that's why like everyone was from Toronto on uh, on the old album, on not the old album, the new album Checkpoint. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Titanium. Well, it's been out a year. It's been out almost a year yeah, now, yeah, hasn't it's it? Been out a year. Out like last September or something. Ten months ago. I ten months ago. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, because looking at it today, I was like, oh, ten months. Ten months. Yeah. And you put like how much? Didn't you put like four months into it or something? Yeah, it was like six. Six months into yeah. it, and uh, yeah, that's anyway. Why is it important to? I mean, this may be this might be an obvious question, yeah. but like some people are like, I just happen to live this in this place. <laughs> I have some friends, but like, is it important for you to make like a Toronto statement? That seems to be a thing. A lot well, of- like, I think it's like th- there's little pockets in Toronto, so you want to sort of like help represent your pocket of sure. Toronto. Like, this is like the the groove kids. <laughs> it's like Claremont and Alley, and like, if I could get River Tiber and like Charlotte on it, I would try. Or Daniel Caesar, they're hard to get on stuff. <laughs> is it hard to get Charlotte on stuff? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Not. I mean, are you talking? Who? Which Charlotte? Are you Charlotte talking? Day Wilson. Okay, just making sure. Um, she's on like uh, I a need thing. To, like, ask them, but yeah. they're like all like actually like these are these are higher level. Yeah, these are higher level. Higher artists. level, not than you, but they're just they're they're ascending. They're they're yeah. They're, they're like these are like EMI might as well be EMI artists sort of thing. Right. And like I, I just they're busy, but I mean. 
I, I love that pocket. They're a pocket as well. Like Daniel Caesar, River, Tiber, and Charlotte, I look at, and I'm like, these are all like kings and queens of this, like yeah. the natural soul sounding, uh, you know, part of Toronto. I feel like Toronto culturally has gone through a lot of change over the yeah. last 20 years in particular. And, uh, it used to it used to be its identity. I think was underreported, and then for some reason, uh, certain bands broke through. Well, Drake, <laughs> but also on an indie rock level, lots of bands kind true, of true, made yeah. put Toronto on the worldwide map, and that of course made local. And I'm, not, I'm generalizing here because I think there were lots of hardworking uh, local media and hardworking artists and promoters trying to showcase what was going on here. But uh, it does seem like in the last five to ten years, particularly in the kind of music you're making, Toronto is really assertively creating an identity for itself. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. And I'm, I, I mean, I even in recent, like I keep running across, coming across younger artists who seem very inspired by like Bad, Bad, Not Good, mm-hmm. and Drake. You mentioned Drake, of course, and and uh, and Forty, and all those people that are creating these sounds do you feel like a part of that thing do you feel like you're you say it's important for you to represent pockets of toronto yeah like are you part of that wave are you part of a wave i don't know about like do you Uh, know i just i like when i look like because i i personally think it's like this sort of there's like a more there's not like the the drake side of things like the sort of like singer rapper r&b thing yeah i think there's like like ali when i look at like ali there's a producer named the count or uh, uh a guy named birthday boy or even like these other there's these other i'm naming i'm like name dropping people that you might not know but they're like these like producers in toronto and we all make somewhat similar music yeah and right like the similar sound right and like it's just like a more like chilled out groove oriented like pocket i'll say so like ali have you heard of bazaar yeah bazaar yeah they're i fudge i want to just name drop them all i like think of the names but (laughs) i'm sorry i'm drawing a blank no 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 that's okay i i mean part of it what part of what i'm getting at or what i was trying to get at and i didn't really articulate it very well is i think that what i'm hearing in this hmm, i don't want to oversimplify this or generalize or be reductive but we are a city that's known for being kind of multicultural. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're in a multicultural city, if you are open and receptive to that environment, you're going to be an open listen, like an open music listener. True. Open ear yeah. music listener. That's a, that's a good way to think of it. Yeah. And so what I think is for a long time, Toronto has felt like, in my observation, as someone who's never lived here but often visited, and sometimes you can really get to know a city when you don't live in it because I think when you're in it you don't really realize maybe what's happening yeah, sometimes yeah. and I think that there's been a chip on its shoulder uh, as it's tried to um, assert an identity for itself and when you're in a multicultural city that can be difficult to do to kind of send something out in, into the world that is truly representative of a city that is multifaceted and and has multiple identities. But what I'm hearing more and more in the the music made by people like yourselves, like yourself rather, and your, your friends and your, and, and Drake and other people is 
it's again this might sound stupid <laughs> but it feels like multicultural like it feels like it it is I don't think it sounds stupid well I it, think that's pretty accurate but it I think took a, a while for that to like happen to, I think a lot of people would be extremely flattered to hear that okay because that, that like for checkpoint titanium at least that was supposed to be like leaning towards a compilation yes like, you know what i mean it's i didn't want with that like i've sort of changed a bit but with that i want i didn't want it to be like a theme-based album yeah it was supposed to sound like here is what i do across the the board of yeah. music it's like it's not like i don't want to just show you funk i want to show you that song i do with seamus which is like this I, I'm not trying to boost my own album, but I mean, like, it's it was a different sounding song yeah. from the rest of the album, yeah. or a song, uh, like you and I, or getting, I mean, getting like Ali on the record to do like an almost pop song. It's like she doesn't like she doesn't make that. She right. just released. Shout out to Ali, by the way. She just released her new. Yeah, I've been hearing lots about Ali. Yeah, yeah. her new uh, LP, her debut, but she makes like more soul, chilled out stuff. So that's to hear that to be like, oh, it's uh, Toronto's having their artists sound. Their artists are making music that sounds multicultural, I guess. Yeah, I don't know why I hesitate to use that that's that a, term exactly, I, but I do feel like that's like just seems like that. There's been this nice dovetailing of Toronto really being recognized for what it is. Yeah. Uh, while at the same time, I mean, I I mostly come from. I mean, I've always listened, like, sorry, I mean, I'm very immersed, I, or I was quite immersed in Toronto's hip-hop community, but I also am very immersed in its sort of underground or yeah. subversive music community. And because of that, I think I've been exposed to lots of different things, lots of different sounds, and I just feel like the things that you're doing and your record, like, I feel like it's it's a nice reflection of a time when we should be more open to each other you know what i mean <laughs> Thanks, man. it means a lot yeah that means a, that means a ton thank you so much well when you say you wanted to make a compilation i think i mean i also think it, it, it dovetails with the way the rest of the world now listens to and cons- listens to music and consumes culture which is like there are less it's not cool to be just a metal person or <laughs> just a hip-hop person you're supposed to well think of like the rap music is right now is like it is crazy because rap music somehow morphed with like punk and yeah. like metal and like like you know every like all the kids I would see at like a little yachty show were the same kids that really liked um, I don't fucking know like less than Jake or something. yeah <laughs> like, yeah like, sure like Blink One Eight Two or something not even no that's not. Mm, like I know, maybe like metalheads and stuff. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm no. I think I, I do. I, you know what I'm trying to. I say think so, that. and I think that 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, some of the more adventurous music programmers, festival curators, were starting to make their programming reflect different genres of music, different cultural backgrounds. And I think when you're at an event like that as a young person. It actually has a huge impact on you. If you can see people like yourself doing something, yeah. whether they are uh, your same complexion, whether they might be from the same cultural heritage as you, it empowers you to try to do stuff yourself. Yeah. And I think we are... What I guess I'm saying is this has been a long game 
and I'm starting to see the fruits of all of that work mm-hmm. come out. Yeah. And I mean, your record reflects that, um, young gov, like there's just people doing stuff that I, I think really is reflective of that mindset now. Good. Which I think is good, right? <laughs> it's not a bad good. thing. These aren't questions anymore. I'm just making observations. No, that's but, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Do you, do you have an, like, I'm not sure if someone listened to Checkpoint Titanium, they would think of you as having uh, necessarily a, a discordant or edgy or musical side. Like, I think there's <laughs> some of that there, but it's mostly kind of pop oriented. It's yeah. mostly pretty, like, it's upbeat. Major I don't know. Major key. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have that side of you? Like a, 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 darker. a darker side? <laughs> <laughs> is there an edgier side to Harrison? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I just don't think I'd ever release it at this point. Like, cause, like, oh, you've actually recorded things? Yeah, totally. I just mean it's stuff that like I, I don't even like. Oh, I'm like, why would I release this if I if I don't like that? Well, I don't you seem, you seem I don't like a guy that has uh, you're in touch with your emotions for better or for worse. And yeah, I think so. When you're in a, a funk, so to speak, or when you're not feeling great, do you turn to? Oh, totally. All the time. Like, do you that or video games. Video games. Yeah, dude. Oh, you... my God. My video games saved my, my life. Not literally, but I mean, my, my, like, I've, I, I I met some dudes from Ajax at a show once. It's like people who liked my music yeah. came to a show. Yeah. And I was joking, like, oh, you guys got, like, a PS4, like, a PlayStation 4. And they're like, yeah. But, like, I would play video games with these guys, like, every night in like a bad period of my life oh <laughs> like so at, you tend to look for escapism from everything not you uh, but i do turn to music as you well. do I'm turn to music a bit okay like, i understand oh, yeah, like i also yeah there's different sort of ways of yeah video games helped but um i end up making i don't like make like sad music when i'm sad yeah, you make <laughs> yeah. happier music? Make like just, you know, regular, chilled, happier music. Is that therapeutic? I think so. Because it's like you? something to be proud of. Right. At the end of it. When you feel shitty, you just want to like, you know, feel like you're not, if to feel not that way, you got to go do something. Some right. people will like go and drink or go and see their friends. But I just want something to get done when I'm feeling upset. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm upset again. The longer I'm upset, um, there's a chance that I'll stay in this funk and not do anything. <laughs> you might as well make something. Yeah, so I was like, I might as well. It's there. It's my computer. Huh. So that darker, edgier stuff that you've created and not released. That's just it... been me trying to emulate stuff. Oh, is that what it like, is? Like being like, oh, that's a cool sound. I want to try doing that. But I'm like, this, this is too derivative. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, <laughs> the record came out. Uh, Checkpoint Titanium came out, uh, like we said, like ten months ago yeah, or something like that. Ago. How was the reception to it? Did you feel like people got it? I think so. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. We, you were worried. I wasn't necessarily worried. I was just like, here you go. Right. Sure. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, here you go. Were you I, feeling I, pressure? I no, that's the oh, thing. Because okay. I, I, like, I didn't have some mind. I had. I, I try and like not have hopes for like anything. Not like. I just try, my Justin, my manager. Yeah, Justin Perry is very yeah. good at. He like went. What it's helped me a lot because he, instead of like telling me, "Yo, we might get this or this might happen," he only tells me stuff when it is confirmed. Well, of course. <laughs> what kind of manager wouldn't do that? I know. Yeah. Several managers <laughs> who were like, "Oh, this might happen." Right. So what the f- dog like. 
and then it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen for some fr- like and for, from friends of mine and I'm like sitting there feeling like, terrible for these people, but like it's always like it's so sick because I got these surprises. Yeah, it's like awesome surprises. Justin will be like, "You're playing Oshiega, by the way." <laughs> I'm like, I've never even been. Oh, nice. Let alone like been able to play. That's like amazing. Right. I'm so excited. Um, but. With what the fuck? How did I segue like that? Well, anyway. I was asking you about expectations. Yeah, expectations. So, for the, so for the album, I sort of was like, let's see what happens when it comes out. It's I didn't yeah. expect it to be like this is like I didn't I just didn't expect. But it you anymore. have like uh, you have Justin. You mentioned uh, with the record, you had a bit of an infrastructure. Like you have a label and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they everyone's helpful. Um, everything was yeah. Every, it, it just. It, did better than I thought it would. Right. Okay. Did better than I thought it would, and I was extremely happy about that. Good. No, I mean it's great. It's an excellent record. Do you? Are you? Are you I mean, we're in your home studio now, and when I got here, you said you were a little frustrated by something you were working yeah, on. Yeah, I'm working on this. I'm just working on this. Um, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to work on another record. Yeah. It's the first time I have actually said that. I'm trying to work. I think I just think it's obvious. When musicians are always well. Musicians are generally often <laughs> yeah, working exactly. on records. Yeah. So yeah, I'm working on another record. I have been in like for the past two months. I sort of the way I make music is like sometimes I'll make it and sometimes I don't for like a month, which is like I used to open my what I was saying when I was younger. I used to make music like every day so much, but now I don't. But then there'll be like with Checkpoint Titanium, I'm in like a mode. Yeah. Where like. For like, I sit down every day and actually want. I'm excited to make music, so yeah. So you you don't you're not someone who uh, can really be creative on a deadline. You you're creative when you feel creative. Yeah, and yeah. luckily enough, I'm in like the, one of those. It like they last for until something's done. Right. So how far along are you? And I know you're frustrated by what you're working on, but how far along are you on a record at this point? Very. I think I'm pretty pretty close to being done like halfway halfway done yeah but wow. i don't know because it depends like the checkpoint titanium i made like 40 45 songs oh and then cut it down sort of thing so what happened to all the other songs they're just sitting around are they feasible like could you are they like yeah like they're in folders could you like you abandon them for them? checkpoint you know it's a weird thing because you make a lot of people well not a lot of people but if you're lucky you can do that you can make like hey i made 30 songs for this 12 song record i, yeah. I owe to a company or whatever but uh and in some cases there's a history of like prolific artists eventually they'll release all that stuff yeah maybe uh or or they'll explain that the reason it that some of that stuff didn't make it onto the record that they eventually put out is because it just didn't fit thematically or yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's usually... Is that what right, happened with you? That's a big reason. Yeah, yeah so the, like, but they're the not... song I really wanted to go on Checkpoint Titanium sounded too similar to a song I had on Checkpoint Oh, Titanium. right. So I was like, fuck. And I think that might go on the new record. That... Oh, it might go on the new one? Yeah. Oh, okay. So when you say you're halfway done, it's conceivable you got some of that done. Yeah, there's also like the other stuff around. I can... Like, and like, I, I'll send a lot of songs to Justin that just aren't done at all but l- lately this is a new thing i'm doing it's just completely finishing songs and being like here's a full song right <laughs> like here's a full song instead of sending them like 40 second clips yeah of something i'm working on being like should i continue to work on this oh see he, he's your primary sounding board justin he's a very, him my girlfriend seamus yeah seamus is someone who's he's very good at listening to music uh-huh. and like 
likes so much music and understands why music sounds good he's a very important person that i send music to i see and show to and like i'll, I'll show him new music and like watch his face right <laughs> well like we're listening to it and like the the songs that he uh, like uh, justin's opinion of course is like him josh mcintyre from prince innocence but seamus for sure like his opinion is the one like i count on okay. when it comes yeah. to stuff okay so so they're f- the things you've sent out to them you've gotten a good feedback on yeah or like stuff i'll send it to justin as like shorter clips and then continue to make but stuff for the checkpoint titanium was like all them right basically. great so you have a little uh, crew yeah yeah a quality control crew <laughs> yeah they're making much. sure everything's okay so is is when you say justin says you're playing oceaga has that happened is that this year that you're playing Oceaga? that's that's soon that's like a couple weeks a couple weeks you're playing oceaga which is just outside of montreal yeah what else is coming up for you um you want to check your phone <laughs> no i'm just curious if you know do you have a bunch of tour dates and stuff uh well i just came back from asia how was that it was crazy Where'd i was you- having bad anxiety where were you, where did you play in Asia? That's a big continent. Oh, <laughs> China, Taiwan, and Korea. Oh, so three places in China. And what was the reception like there? It's crazy, dude. I was I was I was like, what the? F-? I was fucked up over that because I was like, how like how am I feeling? Like how like, I played a Baby G show for Prison Prize, which I probably should have promoted better, but it was like. 20 people in Toronto and then right. there's like a sold out like 300 people sh- person show in yeah. Beijing. I was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I was like, this is, that's the beauty of SoundCloud though. It's like, it's Do you know if your game. music does well there like sales wise or play wise? Well, I was asking like the promoter guy he said it does. Hmm. Which I was, I was like, okay. I've heard this from a number of Canadian artists. Yeah, they, they go over there, they go to China or, or something, and they're not expecting much. And the response is, like you say, it's more overwhelming than the town they live in. Yeah. Like, or the but, town they play yeah. in 20 times or something. Uh, yeah, I feel like all bets are off in terms of. Uh, like I, I, I started to say near the the beginning of this, you know, you and I have a, a, a an age difference where. And, I, and that means that my my understanding of how to make it or so, to, you know, like I understand what's going on right now, I think, cause I just pay attention. But when I was your age and trying to be a musician, you just knew you just had to do certain things. It yeah. felt like you had to do certain things. And those included practicing and playing shows and getting someone to mass produce the record that you very few people were going to end up buying. <laughs> and now it's, you are represent a generation. That's like, I made a thing. <laughs> I'm going to post it on the internet right away. So you have this instantaneous distribution method and it goes to China among other places and you might have an audience all right away. It was amazing. And yeah. Yeah. My parents were shook when they found it. Yes. Because they're like, this is just, this wouldn't be possible. Like Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, This just wouldn't be possible. Exactly. So it's a, it's a new paradigm. It's fucked. Or it's the paradigm. Yeah. It's it's cool, man. But like th- again, this is why I like as much as every day I want to just fucking upload something on yeah. YouTube or SoundCloud. I'm just like I just want to release music. But it's good. It's like, going back to that. It's like it's I'm happy. That's like here's that. Now wait and be patient. There's millions of artists. I want. Yeah, hopefully it can make it. You can make it special by spacing out releases. Sure. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, hey, you can listen to me. 
Um, and then you're done with that. You can listen to some other shit. Right, <laughs> you know right, right, I mean? right. Yeah. It's like Netflix. Like, fuck. I wa- There's a show called that. You should probably watch it. sick. It's called... I really liked it. Sorry, this is my opinion. It's called Friends from College. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I mean, I've seen the... I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I just... I started watching Glow. I finished Glow, too. We have not finished Shit's Glow. Shit's off the chain, Yeah, dude. Glow I is amazing. so much. I love it, too. Allison Breeze and, and, and Marin. Mark Marin's great. Mark Marin? Yeah, yeah. It's funny because Mark Marin plays Mark Marin. He basically <laughs> is playing a version of his old, you know, guy. The guy he used to be where with the problems and yeah, the substance like, abuse and the... Mark Merritt. Yeah, he's great in it, and Breeze, Allison Breeze, great in that. I don't know the actress who I just read a profile of the her. The American who plays the American. One? Yeah, it's the woman who. Oh uh, yeah, I've never. Anyway, heard she's it. great. They're all great. They're it's great. great. Well, my wife and I were watching it, but we, yeah, we have to finish it. But anyway, yeah, Glow's great, and uh, I've heard that. Uh, watch because I watched them sort of back to back. Sure. Because again, this is the binging thing. The binging. Like, I try not to binge. It's over. I try I not gotta to watch something else. I I try to take little breaks. I don't feel like it's healthy. The same it's way you came not. to the it's conclusion with your. Music processing. I, I need time. Good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, so try, try out friends okay. from college. Why did you bring that up? Uh, I was going somewhere with it. Yes. And I can't remember what. What were we talking about? Maybe uh, reach. Uh, I think fa- we we're talking about spacing out stuff. Spacing out yeah, stuff. Oh like, yeah, releases. Right. Right. Well, you know, it's like I finished that and I gotta wait now. Yes. I gotta wait. <laughs> I gotta wait. But there's other stuff to watch. Yeah. Yeah. That's the age we live in too. Yeah, it's yeah, a. Yeah. You can th- you 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 can thrive by it or die by it. I exactly. think, and uh, you're doing well. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. That's the thing. It's like best part of being a producer, though, is like I don't have to. It's not one of those things where I. Maybe there might be in my time where it's like, oh, I'm like really popular for a bit, and then like like yeah. every artist, you're popular and you're not. But the best part of being as a producer is like, even if I do get popular at points. There's always people who need production. Yeah. They need beats. They need music. <laughs> There's yeah. always people who need beats. And so, I want to write like music for pop and stuff. Eventually. So, but like beyond like your records and the stuff you've released, have you worked with people we would know or on songs we would know? Like by. You and I. I, 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 I uh, Just like artists, other artists. Like have you actually given your no, stuff to I'm, people I'm that. I'm actually new to that. You're new to That's it. That's something I want to do. But right. like I'm slowly. Like I just produced for Ali, but Ali produced for me. Yeah. But not like big names. Okay, I, I okay. would love. Like, You're trying I've to... gotten emails asking for. They're just people are super dodgy when it comes to asking for like beats. Oh, people, people have asked you for beats. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like some people from like bigger companies. Huh. That I like. I I guess I shouldn't name. No, don't name them. Um, Justin will be mad. <laughs> but you. They'll be mad. Yeah. Um. But I'm like, what the fuck? What kind of email is that? <laughs> like, I ask for like a zipped up thing of like music oh. like instrumentals be like we need it by they might want to rip you off maybe like just bite your bite your stuff could be yeah they don't do that no but i mean like actual representatives like, oh i see okay but yeah that's something i really want to, I, i'm just trying i'm trying right now there's yeah. people like who i re- like i really want to produce for anderson pack oh okay and like it's funny i tweeted at him i'm like hey dude you want to you want to work on a funk song and he followed me so i was like okay Followed me on Twitter. That's a step. Yeah, and I actually uploaded something to Google Drive and just put it in his D, his like direct. You DM'd message. it. Oh, DM'd okay. It. He follows me. I'm like, I might as well DM. And like, I don't. He hasn't read it. Right. So I don't know. Right. I don't know how much he's on Twitter because he follows like two thousand people. That's still a that's lot not of that many. But there's it's more than me. Still people DMing him. Probably. It's more than I follow. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. They're all DMing him all the time. So yeah. it's like maybe he'll see it. 
Maybe he won't. It's a weird world that way. But uh, the follow, I was like, maybe this like, something can happen. I get followed by people I admire sometimes, and it's pretty exciting. Yeah, so I'm like, hopefully. Yeah, but like, anyway, that's that's sort of a sad story. <laughs> <laughs> we, no, like, it's not. It just you've got the drive. You've got yeah. the ambition to to want to work with uh, bigger people. I really one day. Yeah. Um, but right now, I'll just hopefully get. Just try and get uh, a little more popular. Then once you're popular, maybe you'll be in demand. Yeah. And so you got Oshiaga. That's your door foot's in the door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you mentioned, or I mentioned Oshiaga. Was there, uh, do you have more dates? Do you have more? Well, sh- I'm playing Scratch Bastards. Sorry. Playing Scratch Bastards uh, barbecue tomorrow. Oh, sweet. That's going to be fun. Um, Super Crawl in Hamilton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Seamus going to join you from Hamilton? Seamus Hamilton from Hamilton? Will he join I you? I think he actually is going to be playing. Super he's going to be playing. I think he's okay. doing something for Super Cool. Okay. And Hamilton. Right. James Hamilton playing in Hamilton. I mean, to, if people wanted to learn more about Harrison on the internet and like learn your tour dates and all that stuff, where would they go? What What's like an address? Um, An Earl? Uh, just Twitter, <laughs> I guess. Twitter? Prod or, by Harrison. Prod uh, by, by Harrison. Yeah. And then my... my my e my 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 uh <laughs> don't give your email out that would not be my me. email my um my website harrisonisalive.com harrison is alive yeah. was there some question about that whether you were alive i, I just cuz that was my email for oh, the longest time oh okay yeah, for okay. the longest time i don't even know why it's my email. it's still my email it's all, it's a it's not morbid cuz it's the opposite but at the same time it's weird yeah. it makes me think of the opposite Harrisonisalive.com? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, is there a song from uh, Checkpoint Titanium that we can go out on right now? I, I ask my guests to pick songs. Hmm. Is there something that you want people to hear? How about uh, So Far From Home featuring Young Gov? Now, why did you pick that one? Because I was going to pick You and I, but I'd like to have a featured song, uh, someone with singing on it. So tell tell me a little bit about the what, what did Young Gov do here? Did you, Is this a similar thing where he had the title of the song in the wave... Uh, no, no, that one was okay. different. That was different. I forget what it was called before I sent it to him. Definitely wasn't called "So Far from Home." Something else. It was something something stupid. else. Okay. It's something stupid. Did he explain to you what was going on with the song? It's song? kind of ridiculous. It's kind of heartfelt, but it when you listen closer to the lyrics, it's a little silly. Yeah, no, that's the best part. I was like, because I like laugh at it, but I still think it's like a banger. Yeah, he's talking about his the his, his he's got this car. I think I don't. It's called, it's like a Honda. Yeah. I think, I guess it was his grandma's car because it's a lyric. My grandma's sick and she left me the keys to the whip. Yeah. And he called it the toaster. But it's like, this like one of those square Hondas. Oh, the Element? Yeah, the Honda Element. <laughs> Is it that giant, like it's sort of a van, it's sort of like an SUV. <laughs> yeah, the Element. The yeah. Honda Element. I think okay. it's an Element. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's totally square, right? It's like a square, it's like a small... It came so, out like 2006. Yeah, or yeah, they're weird. I yeah, they're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's talking about that. I don't know if he's talking about like cheating on a girlfriend or like, right. <laughs> okay, okay. Like I listen, I've listened to it a hundred times, and I like still just like okay. Nobody should be this so far from home. <laughs> we actually performed that in Asia, which was funny with him. Oh yeah, yeah oh he, yeah. He cool. was my tour manager. Oh okay. Uh, he he performed it in Beijing at like the big show, right? At the like most best show I've ever had, right? And we were seeing it. It was like a jam. It was, uh, but he's like so far from home, and we're in China, 
So very far from home. Oh, I see. So far, and it was funny. Well, Ben's funny. He's a funny guy. <laughs> that young gov. All right. So this is so far from home, featuring young gov from uh, the Harrison record, Checkpoint Titanium. Uh, Harrison, this was a, an immense pleasure. Thank you for having me in your beautiful workspace in your parents' house. And I, I wish you the best of luck with everything. Thanks for coming, man. Appreciate it. album checkpoint titanium that was harrison featuring young gov with so far from home thank you harrison for being on this show having me into your home and talking to me about all sorts of things that was fun thank you very very much this is the 338th episode of creative control with vish Khanna, and uh, it's a podcast it's available on all the podcast platforms itunes audio boom google play stitcher tune in overcast 
probably other things too. You can also uh, learn more about the show and listen to every single episode on my website, vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control of Vishkana on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter, at vishcreative. I myself am at vishkana. And you can listen to a version of the show every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time around the world at cfru.ca or if you're in the KW region, CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph. 93.3 FM on your, on your radio, if you have a radio. Just listen to us there. Also... Go to patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep the podcast going. And for your trouble, I, I can send you a t-shirt. Let's make a deal. Let's work something out. I'll send you a t-shirt. Okay? Great. Hey, this episode would not be possible without our sponsors, Pizza Trocadero, whom you can call for pickup or delivery at 519-829-2444 or check them out at trocaderoguelph.ca. The Bookshelf, an independently owned bookstore, bar, music venue, and movie theater located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Learn more about them at bookshelf.ca. Planet Bean, freshly roasted, fair trade, certified organic coffee. For more info about them, visit planetbeancoffee.com. And Granddad's Donuts, located at 574 James Street North in Hamilton, Ontario. Best donuts in the world. Visit granddads.ca for more info. That's it for me. Thanks for listening continue to do so and subscribe to the show download episodes rate them review them positively and tell your friends about the show and uh, we'll just keep making them all right thank you talk to you soon goodbye for now on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.